the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You call, we'll talk about your life and your money. Justin's with us in Colorado Springs. Hey, Justin, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey, Jade, my two favorite hosts. How are you? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Yes, uh, I'm sure you guys don't remember me, but uh, I called in about a month ago, and I thought it was going to be a bad YouTube segment. Didn't end up being too bad. Oh, yeah. I think I remember. Um, Tell me more. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, we had the only debt we had was a, you know, a truck and, um, I was, had some questions about investing long-term and you guys laid out a really good plan for me. And I'm kind of here just to give you a little update. Cool. Let, let's what happened? hear it. Yeah. So I didn't follow your plan to a T and hence why I'm calling. And so we, uh, we had a third and we had about, I thought we had about a $30,000, uh, truck loan, we actually had about 37, but you guys recommended we pull it from our savings and pay it off. Mm-hmm. And we didn't pay it off that day, but we did pay it off on in three weeks. So 37,000 in three weeks. So I wanted to let you know it was a very successful call. We followed you guys' tips and now we are officially debt free. And, uh, yes. And with that, um, I did quick math on it at the 650 monthly contributions we were doing, um, on our truck and insurance, um, on a rate of return of 10% average after 20 years, that's 500,000 and 30 years, that's over 1 million. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So in my question today, and I, once again, I hope you guys take it easy on me with this. We did free up the cash and we did max out the 15% of our, uh, 401ks and good. we do have an extra good chunk of money going to the house. And do you now, have your, uh, three to oh. six months emergency fund? We do. Yep. Okay. And college kids, in the last show that, uh, Dave, you recommended I follow up on my 529, it is in a mutual account, and there's currently $15,000 in there. Okay, good. 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 And, um, and now my question is, we, I do have a little bit more freed up money, and I know, I'm, I know I think the answer to this, I used to dabble a little bit in the day trading. Should I play around with that or just leave it alone? You, uh, you yeah, know the answer. You, you know the answer to that. I mean... Okay. The, the, study, the studies tell us 78% of the day traders lose money. Okay. So it's not as bad as buying a lottery ticket, but it's close. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, about years ago, when I was I actually worked in the financial industry, I used to do a little trading, and I did okay, but I know the market is a little bit different today. You know, it's the, just, the, the other study that's very interesting on day trading is this. Day traders are a lot like fishermen. They remember the days they caught stuff, and they have a mental block on the days they didn't. Okay, yeah. That's and they true. go, yeah, the fishing's pretty good over there. You usually catch something, and you really don't, but you just remember the days you caught fish. You know, and so it actually is weird. You, you, you probably didn't, but you block it out because it's like, this is fun, and I'm good at it. No, you're really not. You suck. And so don't okay. do it, you know, and I, I don't do it, and I know a lot about it. I don't fool with it. Uh, I would rather you get your house paid off, and if you want to trade in something, save up a pile of money and buy you a piece of real estate. Okay. you got a lot gotcha. better chance of making some money uh, buying a piece of real estate, selling it, you know, that kind of stuff, than you do with cash, no debt, than you do mm-hmm. after your house is paid off, than you do messing around with day trading. But, um, I mean, day trading is 
It's just, again, I, I don't care what people do. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But what I'm always looking for for me, and I'm not going to tell you guys to do something out there that w- I wouldn't do personally. Yeah. I'm looking for something that has a high probability of success. And so I don't really care what your broke brother-in-law's opinion is. And so that's why I didn't buy crypto. And now I look like a freaking genius. And I didn't buy Bernie Madoff. And now I look like a freaking genius, you know? And I didn't, uh, and, and you know, I don't try to make my money at the craps table in Vegas. And yeah. now I look like a freaking genius. And I don't buy lottery tickets. And now I look like a freaking genius. And so all I do is figure out whatever broke people are doing and their suggestions are, I try to not do that. And then you look like a freaking genius, you know? And so mm-hmm. uh, that, that's how this thing works. And then you find out what rich people are doing and you know the number of millionaires that we studied out of 10,167 that made their million dollars or greater net worth that we studied in doing day trading precisely zero <laughs> about as many as made it using airline miles with their credit card yeah wealth gained hastily will dwindle we know that ding and, ding 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 and ding, my ding, guy ding, you know if you're if you're chasing after that chances are you're trying to get rich quick i mean let's just say it like I mean, that I mean, that's a good point Here, here's the thing you got to remember okay there's gambling i'm making fun of it yeah. okay there's gambling and that's real gambling okay that's like we're playing cards we're playing the roulette mm-hmm. wheel we're playing craps okay real game or betting on a sports team whatever that's real gambling all right then there is speculating which is where i'm trying to make a short term gain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's usually a high gain right and then there's investing and investing is always over a long period of time Investing is always the tortoise, mm-hmm. where speculating is the hare, and I don't know. Gambling's your drunk brother-in-law. I don't know whatever it is. I don't know, but it's um, but it, it, you know, you see what I'm saying? Tortoise. Yeah. The tortoise is who we find when we study wealthy people. We always find tortoises. Yeah. I'm fine with being a tortoise, you know. Anytime I've ever posted about this, you know, about your rate of return and this and that, and people are always saying, "Jade, you can't get a 10% rate of return. Where can I find that?" And I realize S&P you're not 500. You're not long, but they're not long-term thinkers cuz they're thinking, "How can I get a 10% return this year or right now or this week?" This week. And I'm yeah. like, "That's not how it works. You've got to be invested over time. You've got to be in this thing for the long haul. It's it's a habit and a muscle that you're building over time." allowing that compound interest to grow for you so yeah it's you know just what, a different go, mindset and it's, it's just i'm the guy that always i wanted i always thought i was smarter than the average bear and mm-hmm. i could figure it out mm-hmm. and i could find a way to do the shortcut yeah and my wife every time i bring it up something that even sounds like that she goes you're scheming and scamming <laughs> scheming you're doing and it again scamming. you're scheming and scamming you're trying to hide the pee under a shell just do the smart stuff quit trying I to be quit, quit trying to beat the system yeah you know it's like well i mean that you're the one the ones that I always i love if you read our comments people rip, ripping on us yeah it's like well ramsey's advice is good if you want to be middle class except for those <laughs> millions of millionaires that we made but other than that yeah that's now, so funny because because this is somebody who's trying to speculate yeah and get rich quick and get rich easy and it just, best way to get rich quick is get rich slow well and everybody thinks that they've come up with a new new and improved way yeah right there's there's is the new surefire way yeah I mean, like nothing down real estate's new. It's like it's blown it's up like it's new. never happened before. Because it's on Tic Tac. That's what made it that way. I mean, it's not, it's new. It's not new. I was doing nothing down real estate in 1982 before you or any of you out there were a sparkle in your mama's eye. I mean, seriously. <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. It's not new. There's, there's just new versions of stupid. That's right. New versions. You know? <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. Wow. 
still stupid stuff. Good question, sir. Thanks for following up. This is The Ramsey Show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone and they even have low cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. With debt payments and now inflation stealing more and more of your paycheck, we know a lot of folks out there are just um, scared. And I understand. I've been there. It's not fun. Um, But you're going to stay right where you are if you stay right where you are. Boy, that was deep. Um, I mean, seriously, you shouldn't have to live with that kind of stress. You want things to change? You've got to say, I've had it. I'm not living like this anymore. I've had it and do something new with your money. We'll show you what to do. If you want to learn how to handle money, we can show you. We've taught more people than anybody else. 10 million people have been through financial peace university. It's our nine lesson course. You hear people talk about when they're doing their debt free screams, it'll teach you how to get out of debt, become wealthy and outrageously generous the right way, the fastest right way. It's everything you wish you'd learned about on how to handle money. So, Decide you're done. I'm tired of being scared, tired of being stressed. And you start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU, RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Joey's in Boise. Hi, Joey. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? So, um, fiance and I are getting married in about three months. Um, we are looking to buy a house. Uh, I currently own a house. I own a duplex. I rent out one side, live in the other side. The amount that I make towards the mortgage is about $800. Um, it's two bed, one bath on my side. Uh, we're looking at having kids pretty quickly on, so she kind of wants something bigger. She doesn't want to move into my place. Uh, so we're looking for a three bed, two bath, but with the uh, housing market, what's done since uh, I bought my place and then the uh, interest rates are our estimated monthly note would be about 3,600 a month. So she's very anti-debt and anti-debt, even less than her. She's really making a push for it. I I'd rather stay in my place until we have to upsize. Um, I mean, just looking for advice. What's your duplex work worth right now? Uh, about a half a million. Wow. Are you talking about selling it to do this deal? Um, I'd rather not sell it. Um, I'd rather not have a $3,600 payment. I know, that's right. Well, the the payment on this duplex is $2,000. No, you missed the point. And, yes, yeah. Yeah. The problem, the reason you have a $3,600 payment is you're trying to keep the duplex. 
She's, so you think it's a better idea to sell the duplex and, and look for... You should not buy another house unless you do. So you only have two possible decisions. One, sell the duplex and buy a house. Two, live in a duplex with an angry new wife. Whew. Better to live on the corner of a roof than to be in a house with a, a nagging quarrel. Woman. Yes. yes. Oh, Lord. You don't want that. Trust me. So you don't think there's merit in me trying to talk her into... Uh, to move it into here, giving that another try. She said she doesn't want to do it. Wait a minute. Do you really think that's smart, really? I mean, seriously. From a relational standpoint. I mean, it's not a bad place. I get where she's coming from, though. It's not our own place. And, and that's, it, It's a bachelor pad. She's not moving in, dude. She wants a fresh start. She wants a place she with you. She wants a place that doesn't have those smells. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sell it, man. And, and you can happy always, wife, happy life. Sell your duplex, get your property, and get your property where your payment is no more than a fourth of your take-home pay, household income on a fourth of your take-home pay. 15-year fixed. 15-year fixed. No more than that. We, and if that's not 36, then, then don't buy a house. Then don't buy a house. What are you, wait a minute, Where? what are you pricing out? Because you're going to sell, the, you, what will you take home after you sell this duplex? How much equity have you got? We got about one hundred and forty thousand in equity. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. What's your household income? What's your income? What's her income? Uh, our combined incomes are going to be about one hundred and thirty. Okay. And um, listen, I've been to Boise. I've been to Boise. You're looking in the wrong neighborhood. So, okay, you, you can find a house that's not the duplex and that is within your budget. You know, you're trying to set up a thing where the only thing that's yeah. smart staying in the duplex. And I got to tell you, man. Um, it's she's not gonna do it it's not it's not gonna work i mean you know she might do it for a short period of time but you're gonna wish she didn't Mm -hmm. before it's over just don't do this it's not i mean but you're trying to make this somehow just a financial decision what you got to remember is personal finance involves relationships personal finance involves your life where your kids live your dogs live your wife lives all this kind of stuff I mean, it, and and you don't get to just get a pass on math because she wants a new house. Mm-hmm. Math is still math, or because you want, or because you don't want a new house, and now you're trying to justify. There's no houses in Boise that we can. Oh, bull crap! Seriously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Boise's had a big bump in price. I know that because California invaded it. Sure. To, and, you know, they were running out of that state like their hair was on fire, and, and <laughs> Boise was close. So, um, no question about it. That happened, right? Yeah. But the, um, we know, we've seen the, we've seen the numbers, the, you know, the, the flee from California. And so, ah, and so, um, yeah, it happened. <laughs> I don't but, blame them though. Yeah. Don't your, your joy, your, the rationalization is dripping all over this conversation mm-hmm. to where you try to guide the conversation the way where you want it to land. And it's just not going to work here. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to do that. I think you guys need to have a few more conversations about what you both want and what that looks like. Not just not just financially, but just what does our life look like? And it sounds like she doesn't want to live in a duplex next to duplex neighbors. And she don't want to live in his old place. That, yeah. That's not un- I mean, let me I don't blame I, her. Hey guys, listen, that's a good point. Okay? There's a Even if it's nice. Yeah. Here's what happens. I got to tell you statistically this would be i'm making this number up but i'm not gonna be far off north of 80 percent of the time 
young dude goes and buys even a nice house, not a duplex, not yeah. something, not not a crummy, smelly bachelor pad, not nothing. I mean, just a nice place. Okay. And then when he gets married later, he discovers he bought the wrong house. Yep. Like 80% of the time because he didn't have her to tell him it was the wrong house. And so it was the wrong house. And so even if it was the right house, it's now the wrong house. And so you are moving. So if you yep. buy a house, dude, out there, dudes, you're 25, you're 24, and then you meet her yep. a few months later and you get married a year later, you're going to discover you bought the wrong house. Oh, I'm laughing because that's what happened with Sam and I. I, I you did it too. He did it. He had a house with his uh, t- little townhouse. You bought town the wrong house, Sam. And he did it and w- was with his mom. You know, him and his oh. mom went on it together. Oh, they were doing an, a mom investment. Uh, uh, yeah. In 2008, no Whoa, longer an good investment. timing. <laughs> and, uh, well, no, I'm saying we had to sell it in 2008. <laughs> Bad timing. But I'm like, I don't want to live in this little townhouse that you bought and had girlfriends and See what bought I mean? with your mom. I don't want to live up in there. I need something fresh. I need I need a fresh house and fresh furniture. I'm the, I'm the fresh wife. <laughs> That's that. I knew it was coming. I see. Now I you, mean, do, you just personified it for me. Yeah, Thank you. That's yes. perfect. That's perfect. Very well done. Yeah, Joey. Uh, you see, you know, you, now you got Jade going. So <laughs> now, now you ain't got a chance, dude. So yeah, we're all on your wife's side. <laughs> fresh. Well, we need yes. fresh. No remnants. No, no remnants of the former life. Yes, I don't want to see it. Because I'm looking. I'm saying, who picked out that lamp? No, no. I don't want to know that. <laughs> I don't want to know. But who bought that lamp? No, oh! I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. No. Yeah. I'm turn. So. I just turned that lamp on. I got. I got. Ooh, ooh, uh, yeah. Ooh. I got. I got the willies. I don't know who's been up in here, and I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. I love uh, it. So I'm well, speaking for even his if wife. It, even if it's not that, it's just you. It's not yours. You didn't pick it. That's right. If and, everything else was okay, and it's fun to do that. I mean, let's be if honest. He's never had a date in his life. And there weren't, weren't any of that. That's it, true. Still, you didn't pick it. Yeah, it's fun to go out and look for a place and, and, and shop with your yeah. husband-to-be, your wife-to-be. Like, enjoy that and, and see it as something that you can do together and bring you closer together. <laughs> Learn about each other. Fresh. Fresh. <laughs> Gotta love it. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw Ramsey personality is my co-host today. When I started on the radio about 31 years ago, it was much to my surprise after about a year that we had a bunch of listeners. And then my second surprise was that people actually wanted me to say nice things about their company and they would pay me to do that called endorsements. And uh, Churchill Mortgage came on that year. Churchill Mortgage has been with me now for um, 30 years on the air. Uh, The number of times that a host of any kind, uh, a, a show of any kind can say they have endorsed a single company for 31 years is almost zero. Uh, either the company goes sideways, the host goes sideways, or becomes irrelevant and gets thrown off or whatever. But I've managed to stay on, on and they've managed to keep taking care of their customers, and we've managed to keep saying go to Churchill Mortgage for 31 years. And But soon after that, we started having people come to us, and they wanted us to endorse them, and it was like, and I actually took on, you know, in the early days, we were trying to make a living. And I actually took on a thing, and, and then one of my, I ran into one of my friends. He goes, hey, do you really do that? Would you really tell me to do that? And I had to go, uh, no, I just, I just didn't know. Mm. And I felt ashamed, mm. you know, yeah, because I had done that. And then so we developed a rule like at, you know, 29 years ago or whatever it was around here that we don't endorse, we don't put anything on the air 
oh, and we especially don't put one of our voices on it saying, go do this, uh, unless we would send our best friend there, our little sister there, our whatever, your mama there, right? And so if we, that's a smell test we use around here. And so all that to say, you know, we're, we're thrilled to endorse Xander Insurance and Churchill Mortgage and thrilled to have pods moving in storage as our, uh, as our studio sponsor and to tell people to use them to move. And today we've got a new sponsor joining us on the question of the day that we do each day. The new sponsor is Neighborly, and uh, they are uh, they're the sponsor, and and they've got all kinds of different companies out there that are the Neighborly companies, like you've heard of, like Mister Ruder, or you've heard of Mister Handyman or Mister mm-hmm. Electric. We actually endorse Mister Electric individual franchisees in some markets and in, in oh, wow. individual cities that I've uh, I've voiced the ads for for a local radio station, that kind of a thing. So na- Neighborly has got a a whole bunch of different services. Uh, from five-star painting to Molly made. Most people have heard of Molly made, oh, yeah. um, mosquito Joe, uh, again, Mr. Electric, Mr. Handyman, Mr. Reuter, Mr. Reuter is a very, po- very popular, big, big brand. Mm-hmm. And they've got a bunch of these things, precision overhead garage door service, uh, that they have as franchisees. They're the franchisor. And so neighborly is a company we've checked out and, uh, they use smart dollar. They use our stuff to teach their team. That's great. Uh, about money and we feel really good about the company neighborly we feel good about the uh, types of services that they provide and we're honored to have them as a new endorsement here on the ramsey show a new trusted member of the ramsey show and they are our neighborly question of the day sponsor our question of the day is brought to you by neighborly your hub for home services when you need to make repairs schedule routine maintenance or find local help for home improvement projects neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area go to neighborly.com to start your search Mm. Today's question comes from Ruth in Virginia. My debit card has fraud has had fraud two times in a two week period. It's time consuming to change all the auto payments and to get a new card. Some people say that credit cards are harder for thieves to do fraud than on a debit card. What is your experience and opinion with this? Is there any truth to that theory? Also, some people recommend using a credit card for all purchases and paying it off at the end of the month. I know that you advise against doing that method. Can you shed some light onto why this is an unwise method? Happy to. I love that you called it a theory because that's honestly what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. You asked for my opinion and my experience. I have never, ever had problems with using a debit card and I have experienced much fraud. Um, You know, there's been plenty of times where I saw the guy, I saw the transactions from Best Buy popping up uh, on my screen as it was happening around Christmas time. And I just called the bank. And I said, someone's got my information. This is a fraud purchase, fraudulent purchase. I mean, lickety split, the money was back in my account. And you can look, and I was just talking with Dave about this. You know, I think a lot of people get hung up because if you look at some of these acts, the Electronic Funds Transfer Act, you know, and, and some of these things, it, it'll say there's some slight differences. But at the end of the day, the actual contract on your MasterCard, right, on that, that trumps that. And it's zero liability. It's the same. If you look up MasterCard and Visa and look at the actual agreement online, for it says for debit cards and credit cards, you have the exact same fraud protection. You have zero liability. Zero. Zero. Now, if your debit card in a two-week period 
has you had fraud two times, your credit card would have had fraud two times because right. wherever you're using that thing is being picked up somewhere. It just means somebody has your information yeah. now. And if they get your credit card information, you're going to have to change your credit card. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You're going to get the same phone call from the same bank, and they're going to say, we have activity that does not look like it is your normal activity, and we're going to stop all charges mm-hmm. until we verify this. You get that from debit cards. You get that from credit cards. Uh, with my bank, it's an automated thing. They call up, and I have to push one, and yeah. then I have to push about three things. And I, I verify that, verify that, verify that. So, you know, I was down in Mexico at Cabo a few weeks ago, and they're like, what are you doing in Mexico? You're right. a hillbilly. And I'm like, so they, you know, like, <laughs> weird charge, weird charge, weird charge. And I'm like, no, not weird charge. It was me. I'm here. And so, yeah. But that's that. It, the algorithms follow the pattern of the purchases for a debit card or a credit card. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing: in either case, credit card or debit card, you are not liable for a transaction that was not yours if you have a Visa or a Mastercard product. Mm-hmm. That is their agreement with you. Period. So in either case, if Best Buy mm-hmm. or I don't know whatever place in taco bar mexico right right, uh is showing up that means somebody got your number and it wasn't you in this case it was me in your case it wasn't you but if they if they let that money go yeah the bank lets that money go out of your account if it's a debit card or just against your credit card they can't get it back they lose money that's right so in, in and they lose the exact same money on a credit card fraud as they lose on a debit card fraud and so they run the same theft and fraud algorithms to track to see if you're doing it's mm-hmm. no different it's no different so if you don't like having to change everything and get a new card with all your auto payments uh with a debit card you're gonna have the exact same thing happen with your credit card it has nothing to do with debit or credit it has to do with where you're using the stupid thing right you're running somewhere where somebody's picking the thing up and you need to look at your somewhere you're going where somebody's got a fraud reader yep. or something a card reader that's a, stuck in yeah. the thing and uh or your passwords suck something somebody's getting your information i know some of the guys around here they like privacy.com because you can buy things online and you can basically use a incognito card so they're never seeing your information so that's an option for people who are looking but i like the and i kind of want to address dave the the second part of this question which is saying some people recommend and i this is again this is the thing that everybody is doing and since everybody's doing it don't do it which is i put all of my purchases for the month on my credit card just to make it easy dave so i don't have to think about it you know i just go to the store swipe it and then at the end of the month i can just pay it off when my check comes in i put all my purchases on my debit card and it comes out my checking account What's the difference? Well, one day. Oh, I just used my money. That's all. You got to oh, have a brain. Oh, and the end of the month, you're going to use your money to pay it off. Yeah. That's dumber than a rock. You just have to have your brain turned That's on. That's absolutely dumber than a rock. You don't want to have your brain turned That's on. You want to just be able to swipe it That's and not dumb. think about it. I don't want to think about my money, and I want to have some. But yet this magically. This is oxymoronic. Yet magically, you'll have just enough from your paycheck to pay it off. That Well, we know that's wrong. Let me help you with this. We know that's not the case. People who don't think about money don't have any. That's how this works. A trillion dollars, Dave, of, of credit card debt. That's what we're at. Yeah, we're new record. New, re- new, record, new record in card debt, too. And the default rate is sky high. You know what? Me and you, 
We got a long career ahead of us. We sure do. Stupid is still on parade in America. We got lots of job security. (laughs) Jenny Craig and us, we got a lot of work to do. This (laughs) is The Ramsey Show. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Thank you for joining us. Heidi is next in Phoenix. Hey, Heidi, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, it's so good to talk to you guys. You too. What's up? Uh, my husband and I have, we have our mortgage here in Phoenix, and then we also have a paid-for property that when we moved, we kept it and have rented it out. And as we've talked about our finances, we're just trying to decide if, even though we both like the idea of the rental, if hanging on to that is holding us back from, because we could sell it and pay off our home that we're living in and have no mortgage, which is the only debt that we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. But the rental does bring in 1900 a month, mm-hmm. and there's no mortgage on that property. Um, so our idea was like down the road, it's going to be a great you know, asset to have, bringing in income. We just don't want it to hold us back from progress right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your household income? Um, he's at about 130 and then I'm just do I stay at home, but I bring in sometimes up to about 10 or 12. Okay. Let me tell you what's happened. Okay. Um, this did not occur. The reason it's bugging you. Here's the reason it's bugging you. This situation did not occur as a result of an in, intentional strategy. It occurred by default. You moved mm-hmm. to Phoenix and rented out your old place. Yeah. Right. And so, and we know that's true because if you ran it in reverse, you would never do it. Meaning, let's try this. Where, where's the Where's the rental again? It's in Utah. Okay. Let, let's, pretend, let's pretend we were living in Phoenix with a really nice paid-for house. And someone came up and said, hey, go borrow on your house and buy a rental in Utah. Mm-hmm. You would laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah. you you you, act, you you so you didn't actually do that as a strategy obviously, but that's the net result of having backed into this by default. That's why it's bothering you. And what that tells well, what that tells what? me is is I would sell the rental and pay off your house. Uh-huh. It bothers me because well, if I if I'm you and I have a a mortgage in the home, on the home that I'm living in and there there's a house mm-hmm. several states away, that's debt-free, somebody else is living there, I want the debt-free mortgage. I want to live in the house that's debt-free. That's the way I feel about it. If you were going to uh, borrow on your home to buy a rental that cash flowed $1,900, you would do it in your own town. Right. Yeah, and so I'm going to sell it. I'm going to pay off your house, and I'm going to use your fabulous income and this new peace of mind that you have to say, hey, how quickly can we put aside Hundred and fifty, two hundred grand and pay cash for a nice rental in our area. And let's begin if we like rentals, and you said you did, mm-hmm. then let's start building up a rental portfolio a little bit at a time. You know how fast you can do that without a house payment? It's really ridiculously fast with your income. I love that plan. And the peace of mind. You're you really you you're you're just you're gonna breathe deeper. You're gonna sleep differently. I mean, it really does happen. Uh, Dr. John Delone talks about this all the time. He quotes a famous psychologist that says the body keeps the score. Yes. And when you carry stress, even if you don't, even if you don't realize you're carrying stress, you're carrying stress Mm -hmm. you're and debt is stress by definition. Uh, Small debt is small stress, big debt, big stress, right? But it's still stress. And so your body is storing that. And, and what people don't realize is when you have zero debt, 
that releases all of that kind of stress out of your body, you literally physically, physiologically have a change. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. And so that, that's why, why we tell people, we try to make it funny and make it stick. Okay, it doesn't work in Phoenix, but we would say, you know, if you pay off your house, take off your shoes, walk out in the backyard, the grass feels different. In Phoenix, it'd be sand. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, but <laughs> I mean, we watch act out like for the it, cactus. But we yeah. act like it doesn't matter. But one of the studies that we did on the state of personal finance did say that 50% of people have said that their finances have had a negative impact on their mental health. Yeah. And she's not got high stress here. No, she doesn't. But she's just saying, I want to be smart. Yeah. That was, and, that was her matters. statement. It matters. That's yeah. a good, good statement. Very good statement, Heidi, and a good question. So that's what we would do in your case. Um, and it doesn't really matter if other people think that's smart or not. Uh, what matters is how do you feel when you're done with it? How are you going to feel when you pay off that house and breathe? Rhonda's with <laughs> us. Rhonda is in San Antonio. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Better than good. we deserve. What's up? Good. I have a question about retirement. I'm a teacher, taught for 15 years, and left the profession about five years ago. So I have three choices in how I can do this. I can wait for 11 years, which I'll be 66, and I'll get about $1,600 a month and medical. I'm eligible to purchase medical. I can take it now um, in June early and get 650 a month, or I can take out the lump sum of 59000 and roll into a Roth or some investment. Um, ding, ding, ding. The 11 years gives me medical, which I'm self-employed right now, and I'm paying for myself. So which one of those mathematically sounds like a good plan? Well, I, without running it, I can't tell you in detail for sure, but here's okay. what I do know. And it works okay. almost every single time I run my calculator, like 97% of the time, okay? If you take the 59000 and you were to invest that in good growth stock mutual funds, and the stock market has averaged 11.8% since it began, and you, let's say it didn't do that well and you only made 10% on it, you're going to end up with more than the other two options because it will grow to enough in 11 years to give you more than $1,600 a month income, and it will today provide you right around $600 a month. That's about what it would do. So it's about the same today on that. Now, here's how I know that that almost always happens. You're dealing with a pension fund, and pensions are regulated highly by the federal government. And what they're allowed to invest in is very limited. And so they have to, by regulation, run these calculations at 65 or 7%, somewhere right in that range. And so the income that your lump sum is producing, and it will grow to, produce will is all calculated on about seven percent if you instead invest it at 10 or 11 percent obviously you're going to beat seven percent and the income that it's going to produce is going to be greater than seven percent the other thing that happens that just makes the formula completely blow up is you die right when when you die (laughs) the pension goes away completely right when you die and there's 60,000 or seven years from now, there's 120,000 or seven years after that, there's 240,000, which is probably what's going to happen in your mutual funds in an IRA that you transferred this lump sum to. When you die, they don't keep your money. That goes to your heirs. It's private property. So that blows so the math. So that would trump health insurance? Oh, uh, absolutely. Years, a qu- quarter of a million insurance. dollars probably trumps health insurance, yeah. 
sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're <laughs> okay. going to be buying your own health insurance. whoop dee doop dee and, yeah. and you yeah. would not do the 650 monthly and then just invest that. Do you, no, did you? The whole thing did you, did, I did. You said 8%, even in a Roth. But even with the fact that. In a Roth, I wouldn't go to a Roth because a Roth is going to make this taxable. Oh, really? It's earned income. It is earned I can't income. Roll it to Roth? If, if you can roll it to a Roth without it being taxed, but I don't think you can. I think it's got, it has to go to an, uh, a traditional to keep it from being taxed. It has to go to IRA. Okay. Yeah, Roth IRA. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah, click, click Ramsey Solutions. Click on the SmartVestor Pro and sit down with one of them. They'll help you do the rollover, and they can advise you and tell you exactly what's going to happen. And they can even run these numbers to show you. And if it doesn't turn out the way I'm saying, um, but it will. I would um, be shocked, yeah. Then, then yeah, I mean, because it's just the, the regulations – put this together it makes you go do it this way so yeah you're, you're better off if you're alive and you're a whole lot better when you die and tennis well, higher you're not better seven. but your heirs are better <laughs> they either get zero or if you live 14 years it's a quarter million yeah i'm yeah option three for the win ding 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 yeah 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 they um and, and what's interesting is she's a teacher obviously but 78 percent of the companies have done away with pensions. Pensions are almost gone. Yeah. Almost no one in the private sector offers a pension. About the only place you still find it is in the antiquated governmental hall, well, halls of stupidity. That's not shocking. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so teachers have it, you know, but you don't find, you know, going to work for a tech company, yeah. they don't offer you pensions. They don't, they don't just don't do it. It's that simple. Hope that helps you, folks. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.